Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Versed is men's activewear that's built to be comfortable, functional, and stylish. Their versatile clothing is made from fabrics that flex and fit perfectly for any activity, whether it's at the gym or on the go. Versed is fit for living, and these wardrobe staples are sure to be your favorite things to wear. Versed is available at Dick's Sporting Goods, or get 15% off regular price items when you go to VRST.com and use the promo code PODCAST15, all in caps. That's PODCAST15, all capital letters. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This episode of The Fighting Cock is dedicated to David Alfie Ward, a member of The Fighting Cock podcast and someone who's going through a really tough time at the moment. And uh, obviously we, we've talked a lot about mental health on The Fighting Cock before and to have someone so close to all of us go through what he's currently going through uh, it's just it brings it all back home really um what we want you to do is uh, tweet him just some love and good messages at david alfie ward 
and he's going to appreciate it and it'll help him get through this tough time. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Oh, it's episode 48, season 8 of the Fighting Cock Podcast, and I'm joined by Ricky TFG. Oh, yeah! we've got Wendy. Hello. Who's sporting a rather fancy knee brace because yeah. what, you fell over and bumped it? or <laughs> Something like that. I, I, I twisted it at football, right. and I, did, I heard the pop. Oh. And I thought it was going to be horrific. It was one of those really awkward situations where you think it's awful, so I was like ready to cry out in pain. Yeah. And then after about 30 seconds, I was like, actually, I don't think it even hurts. Do you know what that pop was? Air escaping. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so. a bit of a grim. I had the exact same thing. When I was about fifteen. I was playing football in a pair of Air Maxes, and they had like the high kind of cushioned sole. And I just walked running along and went on the side of my foot and twisted and heard a crack in my ankle and thought, "Oh my god, I've broken my own ankle!" And I looked down and within about half half a, half a minute, it had swollen up like like a fucking size three football. And I rang my dad and and I said, "Can you come pick me up?" Literally like. Five minutes away. Yeah. He goes, no, I've had a beer. <laughs> so, make your own way back home. Couldn't fucking Hot. walk. And my mate carried me. My dad, no, I've had a beer, mate. And uh, can't mate, kind of get you. Fucking fuck that. <laughs> my dad. Um, so last week, you asked, I, 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 I was under a lot of painkillers last week. And where, what, when, when I was talking about the reviews, the two guys that left, left the reviews, really lovely reviews about the fighting cop, I, uh, I thought it was clear that I was joking. But listening back, I did sound like I was serious about the kind of reviews that they'd left, and I wanted to delete them. And you took exception, Wendy. Yeah, and so a bit mean. I would just like to say, <laughs> I'm very sorry, very sorry. But I was frustrated because no one had sent in the kind of reviews that I wanted. And this week, the Fighting Cock listeners have delivered massively. Um, there's at least 15 horrible reviews about the Fighting Cock. Uh, I think my favourite one. Was what was it? Uh, where, like that dirty slag? You can't wait until the next time to see. Brag about to your mates, but would never introduce to your parents. That's the fine guy. <laughs> people people talk, tell me about like saying like they they listen to it, but they don't tell anyone they listen to it because of the shit that we talk about towards the end. Yeah. Uh, you 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 had your boss listens to this, didn't he? He's got he's doing the marathon as well, isn't he? He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have a look at on our Twitter. We retweeted a video. He keeps making these little videos. Very very funny. Uh, and the donate. What is he running for? Uh, he's running for uh, a charity. What's his? T- what's his Twitter? <laughs> I think it's uh, is it Headway Charity? Uh, his Twitter is I think it's uh, Headway Chris at Headway Chris. Okay. Um, yeah. If, and if he's not running for Headway, it'd be weird for him to have the app. Yeah, yeah, Chris. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it would be really weird. Um, he's uh, he uh, sent me a screenshot the other day as well that. Uh, Bardi is following him on uh, Strava. Of course so he is. Bardi is shook to the core. <laughs> so, why, why are you saying that? So uh, if uh, Chris beats Bardi's uh, London Marathon time, uh, we're kicking Bardi off the pod for six weeks. You said six weeks. I thought he was doing six months. Well, I said six months. I thought that was incredibly harsh. Yeah, very harsh. So we'll, six weeks Six weeks is uh, the way we'll go, but uh, it would still be fantastic just to see I love the fact that Bardi's Bardi slipping, fo- man. Bardi's following him. I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. God bless him. Is he doing the marathon as well this year? Uh, he's, what if he beats Chris's time this year? Then it's all good, isn't it? Uh, uh, but Barley's doing the Luxembourg oh. 
uh, night marathon. Oh, brilliant. So, uh, but you've got to go, uh, you know, London Marathon v London Marathon, so... Is he confident, excuse me, about... Yeah, uh, well, I mean, uh, he's he's... He's going to do it. I've I've made him. I've, I've been training. Well, not training him, but yeah, training him. Yeah, you've been whispering him, <laughs> whispering yeah. sweet nothings in his ear. Excuse me. Um, but Clackers fifteen. He says the pod is excellent, but would be infinitely better if Wingy took over as compare and main contributor. His incredible knowledge and sense of humour are unmatched. Flav and Barley can only aspire to reach his heights. P.S. Can the last twenty percent of the podcast be made five times longer? Well, you agree with that? Seems legit. Yeah. 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 Um, can you read out that big long one? <laughs> Do we have to? Uh, I think it's quite... That's a lot of words. Should we save it to the end? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's entitled The Timothy Atuba of Podcasts. Uh, so, wait around to the end for that. Gold coming up. I'll tell you what was gold. The fact that we beat Leicester 3-1 and were clearly second best. They were so fucking good, I thought. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What, what, what did XG say? XG said we got battered. Yeah. It was like they, they like expected 2.6, wasn't it, to them? I think 3.1 for them and... Fucking hell. Like That's high, 0. isn't it? 0.8 for us or something crazy. So I didn't like XG when it came out. I thought, I'm more of this fucking stat bollocks. But I think it's great. It's like one of my favourite things. Because you can tell <laughs> it's better than like singing at football for me. I just look at the XG, get a buzz up here. And, and you know one of the key things is when Arsenal were like second in the league and their XG had them at 11th, but they were overperforming and scoring more goals, like we did in this game. Ours was like 1.7 or something. Less, yeah. Yeah, and we scored three goals. But it shows you what where a team should be. So you had Arsenal fans getting all like fucking hyper because they'd gone on 21-game unbeaten streak. But you look at the XG and it actually tells you the truth, yeah. that they were overperforming. And now where are they? I'm not a big fan of XG myself, personally. I know that would be... Okay. Well, uh, but yeah. Well, what's, what's your problem? A lot. Of, most times, like most things uh, in my life, if I don't, if I don't understand it, then I, <laughs> I, I just buck against it. Yeah, and yeah. This is exactly what I'm doing. Oh, wait, it's got numbers. Nah, not interested, mate. mate it's it's really not interesting. It's really easy to understand, Rick. No, no. It? I still, I still not. Well, well, Do you want a bit? Three, yeah, please go. On. Sorry, mate. Three, three point ones and this what? It's not three point ones. It's what, just any amount. Whatever, mate. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. What I want to know is. How many did Tottenham score? We scored three goals. Right, how many did Leicester score? They're one. Right, who got the points? Spurs. Right, that, that's it. I'm done. No, but there's yeah, more. No, there's, I don't, Rick, I don't there's more to it than that. Never. You can learn more. I don't want like it. Wanna, I open my I eyes. I don't want it to be like where I'm being like after learning. It's like it's my <laughs> like that. that I don't you want mean, that. <laughs> you have you're, to learn. You're reverting back to Milton Keynes, Ricky. Yeah, yeah I am massively. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm just I can't I can't get down with it. Maybe in a couple of seasons when I'll I'll, I'll fully understand it and I'll embrace it and I'll be like. Can can I just for the listeners explain what it is? Yeah, go on then. Um, it's the quality of chance generated by a team. Yeah. So the amount of chances that Leicester created that of a significant quality would suggest in most games that they would have scored three point one goals. Yeah. In that game. Yeah. But you're right. As it, as it turned out, they didn't. They scored one. Let's uh, let's talk about Jamie Vardy right now, because when he came on and they gave him the ball, I was convinced he'd miss from that. I was I was kind of because you know, like you have to get like you, when you play a game of football at that level, I'd imagine you kind of get into the swing of the game and you need to perform at a certain level and you understand what's going on to come off the bench completely fresh and then take a high pressure. It's like going from nothing on the bench and then mentally this huge amount of pressure to score this goal and it's a terrible penalty, like. 
Loris did well for the save, but it was kind of a couple of feet to his left. I, I don't right. suppose, you, you, you may know as you're sitting here, like, what is the percentage of like when people would normally take a penalty and, how, and uh, the opportunity of scoring? Because a lot of the time... What do you mean, how, how often a penalty scored? Yeah. It's like one in four, a missed, I think. Is it that really? Sounds, that sounds about right, I think, yeah. Uh, well, I guess one in four, one in five, but two things about that penalty. Firstly, Danny Rose, tremendous shithousing. Oh, Love that. Mate. Love that. Second thing, James Madison couldn't wait to pass Vardy the ball. He didn't want to take it either. It was weird, wasn't it? It was like there's absolutely no confidence in him at all. He's, he's missed his last two. And you Madison. Felt, yeah, yeah. So right. he felt like he was... Yeah, he was almost desperate for Vardy to come on. Yeah. yeah pass he, the buck. He was... Uh, Madison was like looking around really quickly and was like, here you go, mate, and tapped uh, Vardy yeah. on the shoulder. But like... Um, like with a lot of penalties, where whether if 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 you shoot and the keeper goes the same way, that, that you know a lot of people still score. Keeper gets a hand to it or whatever. Um, so I'll, and Vardy, he is that type of uh, arrogance player as well, yeah. where I think he he would have no no qualms running up and, and smashing that ball in. And uh, for him, it would have been a, a massive in your face to appeal for uh, not starting him mm. um, and, and then scoring. But uh, like Larice. Good save. Yeah, uh, got down low, uh, pu- um, pushed, pushed it, it out. pushed it out. Um, but yeah, Vardy must have been like, "Fuck!" He what, must have really. You, like... I was talking to my dad after the game, and he said that he would love Vardy at Spurs as a, a kind of backup or to play up front with with Kane. And I was like, Kane and Vardy are too similar in terms of their what they do on the pitch. Not now either. I mean, it just wouldn't it wouldn't make sense. He, he's also quite always dangerous. Career. But I think he he's the kind of player that once he loses his pace. That's yeah, it. what is Done. what is there? Yeah. Done. He'll be lead two. Um Danny Rose, though. I loved what he did. Like yeah. I don't know what he said, and we got a few suggestions about what it might be. But he's he fucking I love him. He's everything that I want from a Spurs player. Like unassuming, but when the moment calls, he's gonna do everything he can to get three points for Tottenham. And he looked quite like very animated when he was talking to Vardy. And I have no idea what he said, but we asked Twitter and, and, and we came up with some, some decent ideas. James Ward, he says, I know what you did to those Thai boys. What does that mean? I don't know. It, it, it's a big right suggestion right? that he... I thought it was a... I thought, didn't, didn't Leicester players go out to Thailand on a tour and some of them were filmed doing a... Racist gangbang. Yeah. yeah. He, he, was, he was racist to a croupier in a casino. Of course he is, look at him. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, so God, there's a lot of Thais there. Callum's... <laughs> Well, <laughs> the fact that you're it's laughing makes you racist. No, no, it's, no, it's the pun. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it. You can't laugh at it. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Ooh." laughs> uh, Callum Sturt, he says, Hugo has Googled all your pens. Uh, I didn't get this. So I was hoping someone might be able to clear it up. Iceman says, Harold. Is that Steptoe son? Harold? Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. Uh, Var will kill football, Mr. J. R. Yid, he says, Brexit means Brexit. I would have gone... All of your success is down to the racist gangbang you did. That's what I would have said. Just whispered that into his ear and he'd be like, what? Do you remember that? Like, oh, that racist gangbang was a catalyst for Leicester winning the league. It was just all, way, all up from there. And you can't get any lower than a racist gangbang. No, like, no. gangbangs are fine, but when you when there's racism involved, yeah. you know, it's not, not something I applaud. Nah. Um, so, yeah, they had this racist gangbang. What's his name? Uh, Nigel Pearson. He got sacked because his son was one of the racists in the gangbang. And then um, from there, they just go and win the league. It just shows that there's no fucking good in this world, really. 
Uh, and then after the penalty, did you see, uh, obviously Vardy starts walking away and Rose just walks past him, doesn't say a word, ignores him, totally blanked him, I loved it. It's weird that Trippier and Rose were going at him. And then, like, it's not, it's like, Trippier as well, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, um, and they're uh, fucking England teammates. Yeah, so what's might that? be a bit of, bit of beef. Yeah, maybe. Rose doesn't give a fuck, that's what I love about him. Uh, we put a tweet out asking people whether they've moved on, forgiving him for the uh, Danny Rose, sorry, for the article in the Sun. 61% said yes. Four percent said never forgive. Quite, four percent's not much. Twenty-one percent said they were never even bothered, and fourteen percent said if he's playing well, forgive him. Which is pretty much the rule of the fun minute. How do you feel about him now? Because he's coming back to his form. I can't. I still can't warm to him because of that. Yeah, yeah. It felt like a betrayal against Poch, and I I don't approve of that. But what if Poch is kind of letting go? He has. He has. I sort of feel like. Well, Poch apparently tried to sell him last summer, so there's that. Mm. that. I feel like as well that because he's become... He, he's nowhere near as good as he was at that at that point. Like so he's less of a saleable asset. Um, that's probably the reason why he stayed at Spurs. I think if he'd maintained... If he hadn't got the injury, he'd be gone by now, I think. Um, another, I heard we tried to uh, loan him at the beginning of the summer as well. Was so, it Schalke? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was it. Yeah, I'm just glad that he, he hasn't, because he's, he's head and shoulders above Davies, in my opinion. Yeah, he's, he's much more dynamic than Davies. And he comes on, off the bench and changes games mm. from left back. Mm. I think he looks like he's enjoying his football again. Uh, Callum uh, on Twitter, he said, he reckons he said, did you know only 30% of podcast listeners make it to the end? And that would have blown his mind. Uh, we've got some good stuff coming up to the end. There's more poo stories. You'll enjoy that. Rick. Nice, Reem. I've you... got one from this very evening. What? A, a story about a toilet. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Uh, I'll save it for later. I'm quite excited about that. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, uh, Where were you earlier? I'll, I'll tell you. What did you cause, Ricky? What, <laughs> what was it in a public toilet? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Stick I, around. I can't wait for that, yeah. Um, you said you had some something happen that, uh, when you... I didn't oh, even... yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm, very, I'm a very awkward man, as you do know. Um, so, I went to get money checked out. It was all a bit last minute, and I thought, you know, just... I'll go to the local walking centre. I walked, so firstly, I walked in there and I said, I've hurt my knee. And she looked at me and she's like, yeah, and? Mm. And I said, and I need it looked at. And she was like, okay, well, we haven't got an x-ray here, so there's nothing we can really do for you. And I said, where do I go then? So anyway, went off to a different hospital, 30 miles away. And uh, they sent me for an x-ray. They thought I might have fractured it. And I, I was wearing just a pair of jeans, but obviously jeans nowadays are pretty slim, aren't they? Yeah. So I couldn't, roll, I couldn't roll the leg up to, yeah. to get the knee out. So... Down came the uh, trousers. Yeah. Fine. Um, that was the first examination. Then sent in for the x-ray. They said, yeah, can you just pop your trousers off? So I was already a little bit embarrassed because I hadn't thought this through and I was wearing a fairly loud pair of boxer shorts. Go on, tell us. Uh, just like... Are they on now? Uh, no. Let's have a look. So. Uh, it's normal. normal. I had uh, like white with... Did you change your black pants? today? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And most days I change them. Yeah. Yeah, but not twice a day. That's mad. No, this was this was this was. This was, this was oh, sorry. Apologies. <laughs> so I, I popped my trousers down in the X-ray room with the radiographer, young, young man, radiographer, twenty twenty eight, something like that. Okay. Young assistant, female. Oh yeah. Um, now we're talking. Twenty two. I, I pulled my trousers down and my boxers came down as well. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yes, Great. yes. Just what is it with you two? Stood in the x-ray room with my willy hanging out. Yeah. Did they Did they see dick as well? <laughs> yes. They did their very best to divert their eyes. What did you say? Oh, sorry. 
I didn't say anything, obviously, because yeah, it was very uncomfortable. You should have doubled down. It just got t- worse. Okay. It got worse. So then I had to lay down on the um, on the table on the on the little bed thing, and they pulled out to cover my modesty. They pulled out I would what I just would describe as a tea towel. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if they had like a, a set of towels with like small, medium, or large. Wait, hang on, Wendy, what, why didn't you just pull your pants up? <laughs> I already had pulled my pants up, but right. they wanted to cover my In case you made another mistake. Well, maybe. Well, I think you should have doubled down and took your pants and your socks off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And just yeah, got them laid yeah. down. Um, amazing. <laughs> uh, Hugo Lloris, uh, the penalty you saved was decent, as discussed, but there is a stat that he saved a quarter of all his pre- pre- Premier League penalties. That's not true. I can't yeah, remember the last time he ever saved one. Yeah, I think he saved two for us. So who's just making that up on Twitter? I think it's penalties that have been missed against us. Okay. And people have got confused and assumed they're saved. I was going to say that. When I read that earlier, I was like, that doesn't, doesn't feel seem right. right. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like bollocks. Uh, he, he was great, though. Yeah, he was. was a really he, solid game. The yeah. save with his feet from Barnes was quality as well. I yeah, it was assured. Good good positioning. We had, they had, um, as we said, multiple opportunities. Um, but he's just very safe and kind of... the throwback to what he was a couple of seasons ago and also his distribution was excellent there was one particular pass in the first half where he kind of played a curled inside of the foot yep. pass and it was perfect just landed straight to a trippier's feet I did actually think that they're, 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 um, one of their forwards was going to pick it up because that close but you know sometimes you've got to risk and we broke away and, and did decently um, was, you, was you as nervous as I was when watching it? That was horrendous we played so badly why did they want him out pure? Because it like uh, uh, they came to us and they played us, and we've got an, obviously an excellent team. And most teams that come to do that don't get much success. And as it turned out, we beat them three one, but they deserve so much more. And like you look at what Newcastle did, and you look at what Burnley did, and I get that Leicester have better players. There is some good quality, and they signed that Tielemans as well, which I was surprised about because he was kind of raved about for mm, a while. Yeah. Uh, Madison in midfield is very good. Yeah, they're, they're midfield now of Madison and Didi, Tiedemans, and then Mendy on the on the bench as well. That's a quality midfield. That's a Champions League midfield. Do you think? Yeah, yeah it's quality midfield. Wow. Uh, and obviously Maguire, in- Maguire, I thought, was excellent as well. Yeah, he played well, yeah. Yeah, he just does not look like a footballer. Nah. Like he's look, he looks like he should be smashing up blokes in Ricelip <laughs> on a Friday night, just fucking wading people in. <laughs> Yeah, he does. He 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 has that uh, quality of a flat roof pub. Mm. He's on the corner, elbows, just chatting to anyone and everyone that comes past him. Yeah, punching fruit machines. Yeah, telling little lies as well. Stories keep adding up. Just doing loads of gear. Too too <laughs> too much gear. Not not like just half on a Friday, like three or four grams every Friday night. Sort of getting into the early hours of the morning, wanking, terrible porn. Harry McGear. Harry McGear. Very good. Very good. Uh, Lorente's got more assists than Ozil this season. It's mental, isn't it? He loves an assist. Where are you, where are you at, Lorente? I, I are you still not... think he's shit. Oh. I really think he's shit. He's not shit. I do think he's shit. I mean, fucking... Andy Booth was shit. That's a shit footballer. Lorente's not shit. Okay, he's not shit. He's... I, I, I still feel as though we'd be better off with him not in the team. As a, and playing the full slant. But every time I think that, he does something. Like, he's got another assist. He... It was a, it was actually a decent little ball to Ericsson as well outside of the foot, he just jinked it back into a bit of space. And it was mm. hand, but he didn't do anything all game other than that. He he really didn't do anything. He was in fact like Son did all of his running basically for him. He didn't contribute barely anything. Yeah, it's pointless. 
another last one. You'd think for a striker, and like we're strikers in the in the latter start, uh, stage of their career where their legs have gone and stuff like that. At least if the ball comes to them, they have a shot. Just yeah. to, just to show that I've still got it in my feet. Well, there's he's, he's it, it, anticipation's it, yeah. off as well. That, there's that, that this, co- obviously this comes with all the caveats that we get. It's really difficult to be Kane's backup. There's it, no doubt, but it. it's very difficult. He's yeah. just sat on the sidelines for the majority of the time, yeah. collecting his wages and doing nothing. He's not playing any football. But it's hard. You've seen when he when he scores or when we, or when Spurs score, he's at the happiest person on the yeah. pitch, and he he can't he's, he's involved and he, he he wants to do as best he can for us, and for that you have to kind of applaud him. It's not his fault that he has limitations and he's not Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, of course. And like I say, if Poch believes in him, then do you think he'll play against Dortmund? No, no, I, I hope not. No, no. I mean, I don't think anyone who kind of started that game, apart from the obvious people, are kind of. They're not bit of rotation. Yeah, yeah. I think only Winks probably will make it. I mean, they'd rather say Sissoko because nothing stops Sissoko. Winks had a really good game as well. Yeah, he was good. He was quietly efficient. Can we talk about Sissoko? Is he the best footballer at Tottenham? No. Is he the best? Is he in the top five best midfielders in the Premier League? No. Why not? Like you <laughs> see what you're doing. You're you're <laughs> you're. you're uh, <laughs> You're, you're letting what he used to be colour your opinion of him. He's really good. He's he's improved a hell of a lot, but he's really good. He's, he's like yeah, he's most improved Premier League player. Yeah, he'd win that award. That. You know, uh, every uh, Sunday league team they're the most improved player. He, he's still. You're talking about the kind of kid that can't run, and he's there because he's got no family, and he needs to kind of play football. Otherwise, he's going to be. Ste- steady on with those fucking that description. I used to get most improved quite a lot. <laughs> fucking hell, I've got, I've got a family. I'm horrendous at football. When, but... when I was when I was a kid, and like you get that little kid who you know didn't wash, and uh, he'd get most improved player because you know he was grubby. And I used to go, get that fucking kid out of my face. <laughs> are we trying to win things or are we fucking crash here? Yeah, well, do you know what I mean? Like he he. he uh, from what he was to what he is now, there's fucking miles of difference. I he is a good footballer, and he's more than worthy of his starting berth, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. The thing is, he was brought to play basically on the right wing, yeah. as like a which shot. is where he played it against Leicester, right? Where he played in midfield, he's a diamond on the, on the right. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that narrow, sort of narrow midfield. But he was he was brought to play a lot higher. Poch made comments in the press conference straight after his signing, basically saying he's the guy that's going to run beyond the um, defenders. He's going to eat up the space. He, do- he does that sometimes, but really he's more there just to keep things ticking over, win mm. the ball back and give it simple. He's more tidy than I ever thought he'd be able to be. You know, He doesn't lose the ball. He, that's true. He's really tidy at running with the ball. Yeah. I still feel like his passes are nearly always over or under hit or yeah. behind the man or in front, too far in front of the man. There's two, He's not really precise in his passing. There, there's three moments I want to kind of highlight for, for his, one of his performance. In the, in the first half, he took the ball, uh, knocked it past the defender, ran round, beat another yeah, one yeah. and then won the throw-in. The second one was the the run he did where he kind of took five players out of the game when it was a high pressure moment he took the pressure completely off us and we got a foul up the pitch that kind of stuff is is invaluable the third was the assist and the anticipation for the assist for Son's goal do you think that was deliberate that pass yeah what was the clearance what's wrong with you why wouldn't you just look? it looked like he passed it to him why would you doubt him if Kane had done it you'd go yeah he absolutely meant to do it yeah because Kane's got that vision so is he has he? Well, yes, he did it. <laughs> he looked up and went, oh, Sonny, I'll set him up for the goal. <laughs> did you think when Son broke free that he was going to score? 
I knew they weren't going to catch him. He's rapid. Old, old Son would have yeah. missed that. Yeah. He's, he's a changed man. He's so good. Again, another late goal. He just does not run out of energy. And he loves it. When that goal went in yeah. and you knew that yeah. we were home safe. Because we weren't even, like, even then it was like, I was yeah, shitting myself. Yeah. Bit, bit of vindication for Son as well after the penalty that he didn't get in yeah. the first half. Yeah, especially when they got the almost identical kind of innocuous. What do you, what I do did you think, think both were penalties. What do you think, yeah, I was going to say, what do you think? Did you think they were both penalties? Yeah, I did. I did think it was both penalties. And when they, firstly, when he pulled out his card, because I, I was convinced as soon as he shaped up the, the ref that he was going to point to the spot. And then he just looked, he pointed the other way and then went and booked Son. What I didn't like was Maguire, knowing that he caught him, made him look like a cheat. Yeah, and yeah. that stuff, that's, that kind of lives in the ether now. Yeah. People think he's a cheat when Maguire knew that he caught him. And Maguire initially pointed to outside the box. He was trying to say to the ref, it's a free kick, not oh, a penalty. And then that. he realised that he was going to book Son and started pointing at Son. Yeah. And you don't often see Son as riled up as he got there. No. He's a very calm man normally. I think I think both were penalties. I think both players uh, were caught, but I did think both players uh, made a meal of it. Yeah, yeah. Which I think it's uh, the way in, that Son went down, wasn't it? That's yeah. So Son is obviously a uh, yellow and free kick given against him, and the other one was uh, was a penalty. But mm. um, yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think it was unfortunate. I, I think they were they were both definitely definitely penalties. Um, any other performances that stood out for Spurs? Trippier in a negative way. What's, don't do this. Yeah, what is, you can't just fucking come here and spout I'm, your agenda on this podcast. I'm, I'm back on the I'm back on the trippy hate. You was never off it. I was. I was sort of. You was a fucking captain. I was at the sidings yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Having a coffee. Yeah. yeah. You and was then in the, um, just a cart at the back. And then he went to absolute shit again, and I, I, I was chew chewing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, what is it about him? What, what? So actually, I mean, I've, I've said Trippier here, but actually, maybe it is Poch because. It, it was similar to the Liverpool game. Do you remember in, in the Liverpool game where we were getting destroyed down that side and Gary Neville said, Trippier has to be deeper. He's just got he's got to make a decision. Regardless of what his manager wants, he's mm. got to make a decision to be deeper. And I kind of felt it was the same again that, you know, he's he's consistently positioning himself where he is. So is that his instructions from Pochettino? You have to assume it is because, yeah. I mean, Barnes got probably three or four chances as a result of Trippier being far too high and then struggling to get back. Yeah. So do you blame Trippier? Do you blame Pochettino? It's over, both. over and over again, though, isn't it? Yeah. Us getting done. What, what, what was the reason why Leicester managed to get in behind and, and kind of trouble us so much, do you think? Well, we were playing a back four, but we had our full backs in the same position they'd be if we were playing a back three. So they were way too high. They, and Leicester had a front three. So, you know, automatically you're thinking it's three against two here every yeah. time. So yeah. Trippier and Rose should be thinking, we're getting done on the counter every single time. We're going to have to drop deeper. And, and did Poch do anything to counteract any of this? Not really. Not until... Not until it was too late, and then he took off Skip and put on Alderweireld, and they basically scored almost immediately. Yeah, didn't they? they did. Um, do you think that because Leicester were coming at us and they were getting so much joy, that it left them open, and maybe Poch thought anyone as open as that is going to concede against them? I do think sometimes this season he's done that exact gamble and thought we'll just have to get lucky and then score one when they're throwing players forward. I didn't think this was one of those occasions. Yeah, I felt like. We'd, most of our chances were sort of half chances, and then obviously Sanchez scored from um, set piece. Was that offside? I thought it was level. Mm. It's fine. Great header. Great header. Yeah. First goal for Spurs. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think. Uh, I thought when uh, Trips uh, knocked it into Ericsson, it was a, it, it was quite a, quite a forceful pass. 
I thought, fucking hell, man. Like, if anyone done that to me, like my control would be straight <laughs> off from somewhere else. And, and like Ericsson, obviously, just got it under control straight away and whipped it in. Um, I was surprised that like Sanchez was kind of like the first one there and, and nodded in, and there, and there wasn't anyone defending him. Or it's probably uh, defending. That was a great ball. Yeah, it was, it, it was great. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, it was a good, good goal. Um, there's a good stat from Opta Joe. It says Tottenham have won 20 league games this season. Only in their top flight title winning campaign of 61 have they ever won more in their first 26 matches of the season. Relentless. Uh, it's fucking mad, isn't it? I mean, I know it's the draws. We're getting wins and we're winning late and we're kind of turning games that we would have drawn previously into wins, which is fucking fantastic. Um, and it's mad, our points tally. I, I, it hasn't been a Premier League season where perhaps one when Man City got to 100 points, where this points tally wouldn't have us top of the league right now. I can't imagine. The, the gulf between the top three, four clubs, well, three, mm. and the rest is huge. It yeah. is. I don't think it's ever been bigger, actually. Um, well, when there's been three teams, there's, yeah. been, there's been one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's like seven or eight who are potentially going to get relegated. All yeah. horrendous. And so that's that's been a good thing in terms of it's allowed us to accumulate more points. But I mean, Pochettino is just a magician. What he's getting out of this team with the amount of injuries we have and have had is just insane. The fact that we we didn't have I know Son came back, but not having Deli Ali and Harry Kane, our two most valuable footballers. Um, I think was it, uh, there was fuck who's that that sports financial information body who calculates the value of each oh, CIES yes. observatory yeah and they, they released a statement last year that we had two players worth over 100 million and that was Deli Ali and Harry Kane and to not have them for a good month and win every single league game since then it's fucking incredible work from Pochettino incredible yeah. I think as well like although he hadn't played that regularly uh, this season like Dembele um, him going and just the, the 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 two players that are playing there and having to we, we swapped it around quite a bit with Sissoko, Winks, Skip, Dyer, and everyone coming in and like then none of them are as good as Dembele but they all have to kind of work very hard mm. in, in what they're doing and they all have to obviously follow instructions and stuff but to to continue uh, and be consistent uh, on how good they are around that area as well is 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 mad yeah. considering that Son Son was away uh, and Delhi and uh, Kane is still out as well. Mm. What? Um, what's? Fuck! I just lost some straight of thought. That's good as well. Oh no! Bollocks! Central midfield. Yeah, Skip. What, what's? Um, what, tell us about him, Wendy. We know obviously he's very young. He's raw. There's obviously talent there, and in a couple of years he could be starting for Spurs. And he's playing needs must kind of role at the moment. What? What what do you rate him? Do you see a career at Tottenham for him? Yeah, uh, I think so. I th- this was the first time I think that Pochettino's played him in a game that, re- that he really cares about when he could have played a different player, which shows me that Poch now probably trusts him and and thinks yeah you're re- you're ready now for minutes. Previously, I've thought he's only played him when he's had no other option mm. or he's been rotating for a cup, which he doesn't give a shit about. But now it feels, yeah, he, he sees him as a part of the core first team group, and that's that must be a big confidence boost for Skip. I actually thought he had a bit of a a nothing game. He didn't really do anything except that block for which then fell to to Ericsson mm. for the goal. Yeah, um, and I was quite pleased for him when that came off because he didn't really achieve much else in the match. Um, so, but, can you describe where 
like how he played in that game because when I was watching it, I saw him and Winks as a kind of double pivot, but that's not the case, is it? No, so Winks was at the base and then Skip was to his left and Sissoko to his right. So we were playing a narrow diamond with Ericsson then just at the tip of that. So Skip was playing this kind of auxiliary midfield role where he's def- he's primarily defensive, but he's expected to break forward and put pressure. But obviously Leicester's midfield were fantastic. I mm. thought they were brilliant. They really yeah. set the tempo, which probably tells you that our midfield wasn't doing as much as it should have been. I think part of that's probably due to just to Skip's um, performance. Um, did you watch the Chelsea and Man City game? Yes. That, fuck it, like, that, he's got to go, isn't he? I think so. Sorry? He's, he's, he's coming out with mental shit. Yeah. So he can't motivate the players. That's the thing that's done That's it. madness. Yeah. But to get pumped in the way they out. did, it was, like, I'm not saying that we're not going to get pumped when we go to Man City, you probably will, but yeah. that was an awful, awful defensive form. The only one that came out of any kind of credit was Higuain, I thought. He was fairly decent up top. But other than that, absolute garbage. And it was great to see. Did you want... What would, what would you... Would you prefer Man City to win because it's Chelsea or would you have wanted uh, Chelsea to take points? Because it's different from Arsenal. Yeah, it is different from Arsenal. I think I, uh, I wouldn't have been bothered uh, either way. If, if Chelsea had one up there... Um, then obviously it, it puts us in a, in, in a much better seating for. I'm going to put pressure on Arsenal as well. Yeah, uh, for um, for us winning the league, but uh, City spanking Chelsea in the way that they did it's is good. just like fucking because it fucks them, doesn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. How do they recover from that? Yeah, you've done four nil by uh, Bournemouth, yeah. and the other, next away game six nil, ten games, no return. There's something desperately wrong there, and fucking thank God. Um. Uh, what else was it? The uh, Arsenal game as well with Huddersfield. You see the second half there? They looked like they got a bit lucky. Arsenal did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. first half they did okay. Second half, Huddersfield caned them. Again, massive problems at that football club. The only one that we need to worry about now is Man United who fucking will not stop winning. Like, what's going on there? I know they're good. Yeah, yeah. I know Mourinho fucking fucked them up. But Solskjaer's come in like he's... Like, he hasn't been managing a tin pot football club in mould. <laughs> Like what? The, what is mold? What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Like what? How do you? How do you do what he's doing? I don't know. Like Ten don't wins, know. one draw. I, I don't know. I, I have thought that uh, that him coming from mold and like he, you know, it's the, the five five game wins, yeah. and then you'll get a draw, and then it will it will go to what it normally would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. But they keep on winning, <laughs> and I just I, Pogba mate, is just insane as well, isn't he? Yeah. He's such a good footballer. Yeah, he's incredible. Did you see that uh, tweet that um, when uh, <laughs> after he scored that goal, Sunes goes, "I wanted." <laughs> he saw it when Pogba scored a goal. I want to walk the streets of Manchester with a kosh. <laughs> Did you? Fucking <laughs> hell! Twitter does not give a shit. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I think like, like what Poch said, um, you know, in terms of reaction to wanting Arsenal to win, he said, "No, never." You know, we're going to concentrate on our own football. And the likelihood is it's fucking so difficult to win this league with Liverpool and City being as good as they are. We've just got to keep going. Basically, uh, Dortmund, um, still top of the Bundesliga, I think in part by Bayern Munich being absolute garbage this year. Yeah. Um, still playing very well. Sancho is flying. Did you anticipate that? He, not, he, not this good. Yeah. I knew he's good, but not. This is outrageous. It's it is, ridiculous, yeah. I mean, is the German league a bit shit? It's not. It's, the problem is they've got similar to ours in a way. They've got some really good teams and a lot of crap. Mm. Do you have any anticipation? That this that we're going to go through this tie? Do you feel? In my head, it feels very difficult. 
Yeah. I feel like if we had our full squad available, I'd feel confident. But, I mean, they do create so many chances, don't they? That's the problem. They create so many chances. I feel like they'll score at least one in, in both legs. What? Who's their manager? Um, and was he the manager from last year? Uh, different manager from last year. And I, his name's escaping me. And... It's gone. The last year we absolutely kind of dominated them over two weeks, two two games. Um, actually, that's not true. They played very well in the first league, but we were just so brilliant on the counter. And then, but the season before, we played them like four seasons. Yeah, yeah. And one, one. If they're like each season, they seem to be a completely different football club. Yeah. Well, they, they've got uh, Favre. That's there. Lucien Favre. Um, they, they at the moment they're playing. Uh, Weigel, the defensive midfielder who I really like, he's playing as a centre-back for them. So that's the one thing that makes me a little bit optimistic because he's mm. not a natural centre-back. Um, plus they've got a couple of injuries, so Royce has got injured. Yeah, I was going to say, Royce, Royce ain't going to be available. Has he never not been injured? Yeah, yeah. he's very uh, inconsistent in terms of injuries. But yeah, that they drew three all against half nine. They were 3-0 up and they conceded three. So they sort of can be got out. Took, took the foot off the pedal and um, conceded three quick goals. I mean, they've got to be looking at what we're doing. They've got to be anxious as well. They're not thinking they're going to run us over. Can't can't be. I think uh, Sonny as well. He's got a good record against Dortmund as well. Got a fucking good record against anyone. So uh, hopefully, he puts him to the sword. Just a quick thing on Sissoko before we break for the half. Um, how much would it cost to buy him right now? Would you take thirty million if someone bid? If the the kind of if the the result in that would be that we would spend thirty million on another player, you lot of fucking idiots. Yeah, nobody would. No, you wouldn't. Why? What's he done? He's because he's like twenty eight, twenty nine. So he's great. I'd, pr- I'd probably go for a 40, 40 mil like inflation and that. Need another ten mil on top. <laughs> I do. Oh. Don't get me wrong. I really like him now. Compared to where he was, he's just a different player, like Ricky said earlier. Fair enough. All right. Uh, what? what any, anything good in the youth update? Yeah, yeah. What was all, it? All good. Is yeah, it though? Bit of Edwards, Were, bit was of you drunk the other day? Because no. people, you, you was like, it was the first one back after Christmas that you pretty much done, and you you were very kind of like emotional and like <laughs> and, and kind of friendly and uh, I, I unusually friendly. Yeah, yeah. I, Which, I mean, and, and I loved it. There was like personality to it. I thought it was really good, but it just seemed like you'd had like half a bottle of gin. No, I hadn't. I'd... Just got back from work, actually. Yeah. I was naked when I recorded it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Fully I naked. love that. I've seen you naked. The, the pictures you've sent in WhatsApp. Yeah, that's true. Actually. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, I've seen you naked as well, Rick. Oh, yeah, Is there anyone seen... on the podcast we haven't seen naked? T, I don't think I'll ever see. I don't think you'll ever get to the point no. where... Uh, he Kate... too good in clothes. Case... He does. He's good. Case, I'm imagine naked. I, did... I don't know if I've ever told you this story before, but um, we went on a big night out uh, in London a couple of years ago, and Case was staying at my place and a couple of mates were in the front room and I was sharing a bed with Case and in the middle of the night all I heard was what the fuck and I woke up and I had my legs and arms wrapped around him <laughs> like all I had in my boxes all he had in his boxes and he woke up with me just spo- trying to spoon him <laughs> I woke up and went, I'm really sorry <laughs> I didn't know that yeah yeah windy battle drop the fucking knowledge blood I see you I got your back Hi, this is Wendy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. And I'm going to talk about the loan players this week. Um, I caught a couple of them in action. So I saw Shayona Harrison's debut for Melbourne and I was quite surprised 
rightly or wrongly, at the the quality of the game or lack of. I mean, it's 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 lower League One, upper League Two, really. Um, Harrison stood out in terms of having a reasonable touch, but he was massively flagging by the point I switched on, which was in the second half. Um, really, some of the players he was playing with were terrible, and they couldn't even string a series of passes together. So I'm not sure what he's getting from that loan unless it's with a view to a permanent move. So I can only imagine that that's the case. I also watched Marcus Edwards for um, Excelsior in the Eredivisie. They were playing Fortuna, and... They got battered. Excelsior are not a good team. Um, and that feels in some ways like I'm excusing Edwards for his lack of goals and assists so far. He's just got the one goal. Um, Edwards is working really hard defensively, which is good to see. He's going on a lot of dribbles, so he's the second highest dribbler in the Eredivisie this season. But there's a lack of an end product. And I put that down partly due to his decision-making, but also due to his teammates uh, who who were just not very good quite frankly they're going with Munir Elhamdawi Spurs legend up top um, who's 34 now he's not that great um, there's not a lot for Edwards to play with he's spending a lot of the time covering the right back area and then breaking forward when he gets it so he's he's basically going to dribble the length of the pitch by himself and he gives it a damn good go but he nearly always gets fouled anyway other appearances um this week for Sam Shashua, who had another strong game for Atletico Bellieres. And Anthony Georgiou made his debut for um, Levante, uh, their B team. He came on in the 64th minute and by all accounts he did a good job. Kaziah uh, Sterling was left out for Sunderland entirely this week. I guess there's a, a bit of competition now with Will Grigg having been brought in. And uh, Conor Ogilvy played most of Gillingham's match as well. Okay, that's it for this week. Interested in more on a youth players or players out on loan? Either those or both. Follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Comedy Spurs. Second half of the final podcast. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Uh, we were talking in the break about our, our youth setup, and there's, there's players like Jack Rolls, and if you don't know, he's kind of like a free scoring uh, number 10, is it? Yeah, he sort of he either plays left left side or number 10. He's a bit of a Deli Alley. You know when we start talking about Ali being a Ramdeuter? Yes. Um, I'd say Jack Rolls is very much that. Like for he, those that he, don't know what that is. Space Invader is the <laughs> literal German translation. Like Thomas Müller. Yeah, exactly that. Just knows where to find a pocket of space to pop up at the Which right time. Which is invaluable. Yeah. You can't teach it. Um, and you rate Jack Rolls? Yeah, he's very, very good. This so, season he's really kicked on. And what's the situation with his contract? Currently? So, as I understand it, he hasn't been offered a contract, which ends at the end of the season, and I suspect... I suspect unless he gets assurances, he'll he'll go. And the reason why he hasn't signed a contract is because I, well, there isn't an offer. I imagine that it's a bit like the Velkovic standoff where he he won't sign a contract until he's given assurances and the club won't give him assurances until he signs a contract because why would they give a player an opportunity only to lose them? Yeah. So you, you can kind of see it from both perspectives. Yeah, and, and do you think it's about Pochettino wanting the right attitude in their players who you know how important that is to him? Is it that he looks at that and thinks, well, you're not committed because you want assurances and you don't believe that you'll get a chance. But then you also look at that, our team. Like the reason why Rio Griffiths must have left is because he, how is he going to get into the side? He's ne- at most, he'll get a, if he's as good as we think he would, he's going to be. He'd get some League Cup games, maybe the Europa League if we ever end up in that. And that's it. And for him, if, the, if he believes in himself, then why wouldn't he move on? 
I sort of feel like if Griffiths had stuck about when this injury crisis hit, he'd have got a chance. Yeah. I, I do feel, and I feel like Onima probably would have got a chance if he hadn't been on loan as well because of the central midfield crisis. So it's sometimes just waiting for that prime opportunity. Um, I also think with Poch, he's very um, focused on the harder working young players. Mm. So, for example, we, we've given chances to George Marsh. George Marsh has made his debut, and now I don't mean to be rude to George Marsh. He's a very hard working player, he's very committed. Um, a bit of a hatchet man at under twenty three level. He he's levels made, wise. He played for Spurs. Yeah, he's he's, first he's come on. Yeah, he came on against Trent. You, you ever heard of him, Rick? Yeah. Don't lie. I know. I have. Uh, What's his name? George Marsh. Oh. He. <laughs> if if we're talking like comparatively, I mean, he he will probably be a League Two player, and that's no disrespect because that's that's impressive. That's like how many players are League Two players? Very few. It's, it's it's a good thing, and yet we've got players who are way better than that, who don't get chances. And I think Poch does favour like a hard-working mm. midfielder who will run all day and put the effort in. And actually, I think it's perhaps even goes further than that. It's very easy for that kind of player to stand out because they they seem committed in inverted commas mm. because they are literally being committed on the football pitch. But that's that kind of distrust of enigmatic players I find problematic because a lot of our young attacking midfielders and the under-18s are those enigmatic flair players. Mm. So I do worry about the path for them, how they're going to get the opportunities. And Pochettino's son, he's got a contract, hasn't he? he? I don't think he signed a pro. <laughs> I imagine he will get a pro, because yeah. he's, he's the boss's son. I would, I'd probably give my son a contract if he played for Spurs. Would you? Yeah, just, why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah Big one as well. Yeah. <laughs> Big one. 20, 20k a week. <laughs> um, what, and just kind of round up his, uh, his qualities as a footballer. What? Maurizio. Pochettino's son, yeah. Yeah. Is his name Maurizio as well? Yeah, yeah. with a Z though. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is a... Do you, okay, do you, do you remember Albert Riera, the Liverpool winger? Yeah, That's who he reminds me of. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as in, he can't beat a man. He's a winger who can't beat a man. Mm. Um, but he's got a reasonable touch. Like, his technique's fine. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the fighting got us back by uh, Fansbet. If you haven't already got our account, we've got to get to 150 sign-ups. That'd be really good. Um, they're a betting company that gives back to supporters. And um, we are going to do a live show that they're going to pay for. So the first 200 tickets will be free. All we've got to do is register. And it's likely to be the Dortmund away game. We're also doing Chelsea away. Now, I know there are many people out there groaning now because when we do these things, we don't win. Yeah, but the reason why we haven't won these games isn't because two hundred people decided to meet up and watch in it, watch it in a pub together. No, so don't blame us. Um, and we really enjoy doing them. So Chelsea away in the league and Dortmund away a week later uh, in in the um, Champions League uh, tickets. You can find on Twitter, and uh, you know, as we say, it's a fucking great, glorious thing. Uh, we've got a soldiers lost in battle. For those that don't know, this is something that prevents someone from watching a game. Might be a girlfriend having a whinge or mum not allowing or whatever it is. So uh, this is from Sean Connolly. He says, it's October 2008 and the eve of my 18th birthday. I was in sixth form at the time and so me and my girlfriend took the day off shopping in up London. We bought a few bits and sat down for lunch. Totally out of the blue, she, she drops, I'm not sure I can do this anymore. Um. We spend the next uh, few hours dissecting our relationship. It's four o'clock and I tell her that I need to meet my dad for Spurs at five. She goes off telling me that this is one of the reasons why it's not working. I need to spend more time, I spend more time at football than with her. I call my dad and tell him I won't be able to make it that evening and give my ticket away. Are you sure, he replies. You'll miss Woolwich away. 
Hours passed as I tried to salvage my relationship. I managed to glance through a pub window and saw that we were 4-2 down with 85 minutes gone. Great, I thought. I managed to have my heart broken twice in one night. Eventually, I got home and sat in the living room just listening to music. At around one in the morning, my dad stumbles through the door, looks at me in the eye and says, I can't believe you missed it. My advice to all other 18-year-olds out there, relationships come and go, but Spurs, friends and family are forever. Never give up your ticket for your partner, <laughs> especially when it's away when you complete one of the greatest comebacks in our history. That's pretty... Oh, um, that's painful, isn't it? Yeah, that is... That's rough. <laughs> you ever missed a game that you... Like, you kind of wish you hadn't? Um, no. I've got one. Yeah, because basically football for you comes first, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. More I than think the kids? It, well, the, like, be honest. Let, let, let's... We'll go more back. Than, we'll, 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 take, we'll take a step back, right? Yeah. Uh, as uh, when uh, when I met my missus... Um, she always knew that I that I would always go to Spurs. I go to Spurs, see my dad, see my mates, and love going to Tottenham. And then obviously uh, kids come along and stuff like that. And she knows how important uh, going to Tottenham is for me. Yeah. She knows uh, again, um, like for uh, I tell you, like mental well-being, as in mm. I, I go to work all day. I come home, live that family life and stuff like that, and that, that's my the one day that I go out and, and, yours, and, yeah, and do, yeah. you know, just kind of like have a good time and have a, have a bit of release. So and your missus appreciates that. She, she does, and she knows that um, she, would, she would never, ever, ever, ever say to me, um, I don't want you to go to this game because we've got X, Y, Z on here. If she, did, if she like, did, would you raise your hand? Uh, not, not my hands, because it wouldn't do a lot. Of, what, she wouldn't be scared? No, it'd be my foot. You, you yeah, yeah. I've got you know, I've got big calf muscles. So. Yeah, you, your calf muscles are weirdly, yeah, lot, weirdly muscular. A lot of power in them. Yeah. So. Where did that come from? Did you work in that? No, no, just no. I don't them. know. Yeah, just born with it. Do you ever look at them and think, "Fuck, that's that ain't right"? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I, because I wear like slim fit trousers, they always get hitched up on my calf <laughs> when I'm stuck. walking around. They get stuck. It's fucking weird. When we do the next uh, fine cock social, just come up to Rick and ask him to see his calves. <laughs> <laughs> you, will you show them? Yeah, yeah, I'll show them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen them? Yeah, they're massive. They're like four of mine. It's a beautiful Twelve thing. of mine. Uh, have you, <laughs> though, do you, so you don't love Tottenham more than your kids? Uh, I, no, I don't, no. What, not even the one that drank the whole bottle of cowpox? No. <laughs> At times. <Yeah. laughs> I love it. Your little stories about, about them kids is amazing. Um, so we did have a... That's a shit story, but... We're going to save this one for next week. We had loads, actually. I don't know why this has resonated so significantly with the people that listen to this podcast, but we've been sent in about 20. And, and to be honest, I'm sick of reading about shit. That said, Wendy, something happened to you today. Yeah, well, I've got a few poo stories, but the, right. the one from today... Um, Jesus. So you, you you left me hanging earlier and we were a bit delayed. So I parked up in the, in the supermarket car park and I thought I, thought I could just... You know, hold, I need to go for a wee, and I thought I could hold it until I got here, but I couldn't, so I had to go to the to the toilet in the supermarket. And I walked in, and the and lights. This isn't off. like a Waitrose. This is Morrison's. This is Morrison's. Scumbags over there. Yeah. So I walked in, and the lights are off. That's already a bit. Oh, some something's not right here. Oh my god. And um, the first thing I noticed was an upturned mobility scooter. <laughs> 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 so I'm thinking. What's happened here? What's, what's going on? What's happened? How, how has that ended up upturned? What's, I'd love to know the story. Worse, it obviously it stank, it stank of piss because mm. 
standard. Um, massive amount of vomit, like oh, not my God. just in the sink, but <laughs> over the sink and then dripping down the sink. Amazing. Next to the mobility scooter. <laughs> and then it got worse. There was just a poo on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what I don't understand is how you spent long enough to observe all these things. I had to go for a wee. I, what, you still had a wee? I had to go for a wee. So the, the, only reason I, the only reason I actually went in there when I saw the lights were off, so I was about to give up on it thinking these are closed, Something something's happened here, these are closed. A murder. But I heard the shuffling of feet around the corner <laughs> and there's, a, there's another man having a wee in there and I just sort of, we did that sort of knowing look of yeah. what we're doing here is wrong, yeah. but we have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Nature um, calls. Horrific. <laughs> what? So someone must have gone in there, fallen out of his mobility sco- scooter, had a sick and shit himself at the same time. It's the only thing that can. Well, the only thing to explain. I, I, the sick. I can was imagine. Was you scared? Was you scared at all? Was it? A little... I wasn't scared. I was just repulsed. Yeah. I, it's like I, I thought maybe someone was so disgusted by the sight of a poo just in the middle of the floor that they vomited. Um. Oh, fuck. That is, oh, that is pretty grim. <laughs> Uh, Rick, we've got a question from James Harris. It says, mainly for Ricky, but open to discussions. Do you ever need a poo but try and hold it because you enjoy the challenge? Uh, yes. What, what is, I don't so, understand so, what so, that so, means. So maybe not the challenge. The challenge, like I'm going to beat myself. But, but no, no, no. So uh, I, I mostly enjoy like going going to the poo when... Where, like, I'm not one of these guys going that, to the poo. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like my missus. Like, if 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 I fart and it's really smelly, my missus would be like, "Go and have a shit." Like, what's the matter with you? And it's like I can't go and sit on the toilet and just like try and force one out or just like <laughs> just waiting, like looking at my watch, waiting. Like, I like going when it's like there's there's the point of no return you just go there and it seems like you could you like your trousers aren't even like you you can't you you're panicking it you can't get your belt undone quick enough and then you sit on the toilet and then it's just it's out it's all gone it's like a, I, I always kind of relate to you know like a uh cleansing fisherman where, where, they, where, they, where they've get where they've got those nets yeah and then it, and the net turns onto the on, onto <laughs> on the, the hull of the boat and they just pull that little rope and then <laughs> Out, all of it, all the fish are gone. That's what I'm like. Get all the fish out in the oh toilet. God. Uh, Thomas Chadwick, he says, a question for Wendy. How would um, Luke Amos have fitted into the squad had he not done his ACL? Uh, what would he have offered that is different to skip? And does he believe the injury caused him to miss his chance at Tottenham? Yeah, I do. I do think that, actually. I feel really sorry for him because he, he's another one who's just like waited for the right time and then it's calm when he's not been available I, I think that is so unlucky and it's Spurs is he probably in South End is he now uh, he's, he's injured still he's, is he at Tottenham yeah yeah yeah. Um, um, he's out he to the end of the season at 21 um, he had a really 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 good season for Stevenage last year they loved him they mm. they desperately wanted him to sign permanently but I, I think he's probably too good for that level um, the thing about Amos is he's not a flashy player he's not great at anything he's just good at lots of stuff but he's very tactically disciplined, and I think he would have been more of a holder than Skip. So he would yesterday he would have played the pivot, the the, the deepest line role, and Skip would have played. Um, Winks would have played to his left and been the the breaker. Um, with Amos just sitting there, but yeah, I do I do feel for him, and I think that's probably it for him at Spurs, to be honest. It's a shame. It's a shame. Yep. Um, fact not facts and fi- fiction. Willie on Twitter he says when we play City, should we press like Chelsea? Uh, and chance getting de- demoralised, I'll sit back and hit them on the counter. Or is it as simple as those things? I just don't know. I th- 
Liverpool have perfected the way to play against City, haven't they? And that's the sort of the, the midfield press, press, press their midfield, and that's it. But I don't think that it's luck of the draw, basically. It's which City is going to turn up, I think. Yeah. Partly. Um, if you sit back, they'll eventually find a way through. If you press, they'll probably destroy it. They'll pass around you and destroy you. I think you need, you need them to have a couple of key injuries and have a bit of an off day, and only then will you get a chance to beat them. I think as well, if if you are going to press them at, at, at City, it needs to be everyone needs to to be yes. bang on their job and the whole team needs to go. It can't just be like Harry running about or it can't be like a couple of people. Everyone's got to go at the same time and then everyone behind has got to read that situation and follow up and, um, and, and really aggressively try and get that ball back. And it has to be... Not like the first ten minutes of the game; it has to be consistent throughout the game. And then, Ninety and then minutes reading of perfection. The game, yeah, it's the only exactly. way you can do it. Um, report says, "Would you take winning the league if for uh, the next year you could only speak of uh, speak to ex Liverpool pundits when talking about Spurs?" Um, no, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Try harder. Uh, Rick, have you got any don't move stories? So, on, what's, what's that? Right, so the other podcast I do, uh, called One for the Weekend, uh, James Alcott at Bull Street, um, we were talking about when you're having sex yeah. and you don't want to come, yeah. but the, the girl's moving, yeah. and it gets you to the point where you're like, you've got to ask her to stop moving, like, please don't move, please don't move, because you're going to splurge. Yeah. Um, have you ever had a situation during sex where you've asked your missus to stop moving so that you can re- regroup? No, 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 no. no I, I, I see the finish line and I sprint. <laughs> <laughs> you don't take your time? No. We just pump like a jack rattle? Pretty much. What? There, 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 there's the, there is the kind of like you you got to remember as well that I've, uh, like, I've, I've got young kids and in my mind and probably in her mind as well it's like get the job done before they wake up. Yeah. So you've got to seize your chances, and it's not. There's not like this. No yardy ca- candle, candles lit. No. Nice music playing. No yardy strokes. No. <laughs> like fresh mango and them yardy strokes. <laughs> no, there's not. No, no, there's not. No. Actually, like when, when like the, the girls are away for the weekend. Bust. When the girls are away for the weekend, we've got a bit of time. There, there, there is, there is that. It is a bit more relaxed, but, mm. but yeah, kind of like most of the time it's like just get the job done. Fair enough. Yeah. You any don't move stories? Not that I can think of. No. Do you, uh, do, what, what, what's the benefit of that? So that you don't blow your beans. That's not bothered. Yeah, what happens? What's the worst that can happen? Well, just like if you enjoy. <laughs> like, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, there is no, there's no worst here. I'm just saying that sometimes you're enjoying yourself and you don't want it to be over. Um, all right. Well, um, what about you? Yeah, loads. Really? Yeah, please don't move. Please don't move. Please don't, stop moving. And then, <laughs> so we had this. Uh, we had this story on on one for the weekend. This kid, eighteen, never had sex. Oh shit! And he's uh, he's getting it on with this one of his like, a girlfriend, but you know, someone he'd met very young, never had sex, and she starts going down on him, and he's like. Oh my god, I'm going to come <laughs> after about fifteen seconds, <laughs> and he's uh, he's like, stop, stop, stop. And she carried on, and he came, and then she said, "Already." Imagine the crushing realization the that you get. Thing is, though, at that, said, like, at he's, that age, sorry, he's like he's like twenty two now, and he's 
much better at sex. Yeah, yeah. But he says he can never remember. Like, he'd never forget the look she gave him and just already. But at that age, you can just go again anyway. Yeah. That all changes as you get older. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm finding, actually, now, I, I, I'm I pretty good. Like, second I could, wind. I could go again. Like, my missus is not really up for it, but... If she wanted to go again, I could do that. Whereas before, previously, that wasn't the case. Really? Just, yeah, just, I'm, my missus is pretty hot. I just, I'm lucky. And uh, I just, I, I'm ready to go at any time. I'll <laughs> um, like go now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and you go now. Yeah, yeah, I'll throw it down any time. So if Wendy wants to leave, then me and you. Yeah. Who'd be the I'm, t- I mean, I've got to get home anyway, so... Bottom? Uh, well, well, like, who, whoever take it goes, in turns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take well, it in turns. Well, whoever, um, whoever gets there first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do, I win. I win. <laughs> Shit. All right. Go on then. Um, I we, we got uh, I think his name's Simon Gray. He listens to the podcast every week, and um, he's a part of Proud Lily Whites. And we're going to get him on the pod to talk about homophobia and football and all that kind of stuff. But there's one question I want to ask: Is when you hook up with a bloke in like a gay club or wherever? How do you know which one's going to be the one that receives? How like is it just you know? Like I get it if it's like a young twink, yeah, who's like their role is to just be buggered, yeah, that's their job <laughs> in the bedroom is to take it. But if you've got just two blokes, average size, yeah, how do they like 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 Brokeback Mountain? Why is Jake Gyllenhaal immediately going down on his knees and uh, and why is uh, Matey Boy being the yeah he's Ledger doing the. Uh, I mean, these are all questions. Uh, yeah, they're, 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 they're valid questions. And also, what happens if they disagree? Yeah. How's that handled? Um, is it like paper, rock, scissors? Some sort of re- yeah, I was say, wrestle. Flip, flip, yeah, flip of the coin. Well, I, 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 did, I do know that not all gay men practice the bumming. Mm. Some of them, there is no, none of that. So what is it? Loads of blowjobs. <laughs> I think so. It sounds fucking fantastic, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, the thing is, is like, it's not, it's, if you close your eyes, it's not gay. No. <laughs> we'll clear all this up when Simon comes on. <laughs> um, finally, uh, before we stop the podcast, uh, we had an ex. I'm going to do my best because my reading, I am terrible at reading out loud. It's ridiculous. I'm 37, I have a professional career, and I can't read out loud. You guys are more than welcome to give it a go. Nah. Oh, Crack on, mate. Uh, so, this is one of the, the, the best reviews um, because he absolutely destroys us. Um, so, please do leave reviews and ratings on. Um, the iTunes because it helps us up it helps the algorithm and gets our show up and more people listen to it so I'm going to do my best here if it's shit halfway through I'm just going to press the stop button uh, disclaimer uh, I'm going to me- leave out the start bit because it's kind of a, it's just boring uh, this is a mumbling shambling this is by Hum oh, oh that's not his name this is a mumbling, shambling mess at the best of times, but like our erstwhile Cameroonian left-back winger in clown shoes, it works. For Ricky, who sounds like Trippier looks, or Trippier looks like Ricky sounds your call, through Bardi, who can't help crowbarring in an Italian re- reference or flourish. Any tenuous chance he gets adds a nod to his heritage and generally gives the impression that he's just about keeping in a miscellaneous in check. You know what these eye ties are like? That's his words, not mine. Only ever one one recession away from going full fascist. <laughs> I'm struggling with the supporting cast. Oh, yeah. Alex from Bristol. If you wonder what a bottle of scrumpy would sound like if it could talk. Some pseudo-nonce called Windy. Uh, the 30-second skip forward gets a hammering when he turns up. So fuck knows what he yammers on about. Sorry, Windy. Some fella called T or P or one of the, those sounding constants. Talks a lot of sense. 
but the message gets a bit lost in the fact that his voice sounds like Kermit going through puberty. <laughs> that is not bad. That he does sound like that. I might have all these names wrong. I'm on my fourth point of left while typing this. A chap called Flav, who's one who birthed this pod and is a decent host, says he's awkwardly and sh- he's awkward and shy when meeting listeners and fans of the pod. Hmm, maybe give him a wide berth. You can't be sure he's more of a rain man or got a bit of Liam Neeson's about him when it goes koshy, kosh, 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 at the sight of melanin. Some gangster-sounding fellow turns up now, uh, now and then uh, and is an amusing listen. I think that's Tony D. Uh, but you know that he's definitely got some proper rank smart in the internet search history. I, again, um, I think... It's the way he stresses over the second syllable in virtually every word he says that suggests that he's up what his eyes had seen and he only gets excited by some proper devastation. The kind of stuff that only is found in whatever sits underneath the dark web. Or he only gets excited by some proper devastation. Oh, or an R. Kelly photo album. In short, give this pod a listen because these fucking wrong-uns all get before these fucking wrong-uns, they all get locked up. I jest to all responsible for the, the fighting cop. Keep it up, you beautiful podcasting cunts. Um... It weren't as good when reading it out as when I read it. Yes. But thanks for the effort. Yeah, yeah. Have I done it again? It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, you did it justice, mate. You did a good job. A well done. Hurtful. Huh? It's trippy a bit about me. It's a bit hurtful. Yeah. Yeah, a bit out of order, that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what? Um, what's the worst thing you've ever looked at on the internet? Oh, God. And you're like, you know, you've got the geezer in your WhatsApp group who sends in the worst fucking stuff. Ricky. Yeah, it's Ricky. No, he's never openly. Ricky, Ricky and T. What to makes be fair, you think? T is uh, wrong in as well. Uh, if if I have to see it, then you have to see it. No. That's, yeah, yeah, it is. No, mate. You, uh, what, I, well, I don't open them now. The worst yeah. thing I've ever seen on the internet. Mm. Do you remember about 10 years ago? Probably longer. I think I was at school. There was that weird thing where people would send around beheading videos. Yeah, Ken Bigley. Yeah, I I saw. I didn't want to see it, and I saw it. Yeah, I saw it, and I can't ever not see that. Yeah, yeah, it's in your head, then. Um, Not the proudest wank ever, but um, (laughs) getting on. I need to up the ante. Um, Yeah, there was one. There was uh, actually. Do you know what? This is fucking grim. Fuck it, Uh, boys. Anything? Anything to add? Nah, uh, nah. Wendy, it's been a while. Thank you so much for coming on. Great insight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Lovely chat. Uh, and yeah, thanks. thanks. Cheers, mate. Sorry. Bye. Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. 
And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.